Hey, listen, welcome to the Hey Listen Games cast. This is episode 38. My name is Jeffrey Morse, and back from the depths of Hawaii, newly married, aloha, it's Nathan Wagner. I survived the volcano. I jumped in, oh my goodness. grabbed the one ring, and came back out. It was great. <laughs> so now you're all powerful, and Sauron is watching us, right? I am Sauron, actually. Oh, crap. <laughs> uh, so we, we will have more to say about that later. <laughs> that is true. Um, so today's show, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to be uh, talking uh, a little bit about some video game news. We haven't really uh, hit uh, any news other than some Switch stuff in the last couple of weeks. So uh, catch up a little bit on a few uh, stories. And then uh, our main topic, Nathan's going to lead a uh, discussion about video games uh, kind of slowly evolving into platforms. And then... On the kind of end of the show, Nathan and I are just uh, just casual conversation about what we're playing. You know, it's just pretty much Zelda. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so we'll just be sharing some more Zelda impressions with you guys. Uh, but uh, spoiler alert, uh, it's still a lot of fun. <laughs> yes. Um, so our first news story on this week is Osira. Um, oh, wait, no. Is that how you say it? Osira? Or is it Orissa? I think it's Osira, I believe. I haven't looked too much into it. I blame Zelda. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> uh, well, Overwatch's new character, Osira, Arissa, however you say it, um, is releasing on Tuesday, um, the 21st in Overwatch. And so this will be the 24th hero in Overwatch, I believe, and the third new one since third the Third DLC one, out. right? Yes, third third free character. And uh, uh, if you weren't aware, Overwatch um, has just been slowly adding updates with new characters and maps and features and um, all of it as free um, content, no matter if you bought the game day one or you know you picked it up yesterday. Um, and you know we've kind of not about... coming with any kind of map or anything like that. Is she? Uh, she is not. She's okay. based off the new Bonnie map. Like they don't really have a character who's based off of that map really yet. Oh, and so, okay. Uh, yeah, she kind of hails from from that region. And nice. So, okay. Cool. Yeah, like she kind of has like the same green and gold kind of earth yeah. tones that yeah. new Bonnie does. But um, yeah, I thought Blizzard's been doing a great job with this character. Just the, the way they announced it and are now, you know, revealing it to be out on the 21st. Like, the whole thing only lasted, like, a few weeks, and it was kind of a surprise. <laughs> Not four months. Like yeah, the last one. it wasn't four or five months like Sombra, and, yeah. like, it, it didn't feel underwhelming because it was just, oh, here's this new character, she looks cool, boom, you know, she's out in a couple weeks. So, yeah, um, I thought it was great. Hopefully Blizzard, you know, does more, handles more of the reveals like this, but... She looks really cool. She's pretty much like a... She's a heavy character, right? Yeah, she's a tank, kind of like Reinhardt, but she's a little bit more mobile in that um, she can basically shoot out a she- the, like a Reinhardt-like shield out and plant it somewhere. She doesn't have somewhere. to hold it, right? doesn't have to hold it, and then she actually has almost kind of like a Bastion-type like turret gun she's holding. It's like a laser. It looks like a laser. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a laser, like chain gun almost, and so she actually has some decent range, and then... Um, her ults like boost everyone's power around her as well so she just looks like a really fun tank character and so like you'll actually have another option rather than just playing Reinhardt like it's kind of a, a fun alternative to playing that you know central tank character so so the next DLC character will be a defender then a uh, support a uh, support yeah support probably well I don't know Anna An- was support so no no uh, oh do you mean defense yeah defense defense yeah, ah yeah. sorry uh, yeah probably that, that would make sense Doomfist is rumored to be the next guy, and we don't really know a lot about him, but we know his fist is huge. So <laughs> I was kind of thinking he'd be a tank, but this one looks like a tank, so I don't yeah, know. We'll, we'll see, yeah. see what happens. They did support and then attack. Sombra was an offensive. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but uh, I know Anthony has uh, played a little bit as as the new character on the PTR. On PC. Yeah, on PC. So uh, if you send me a video, maybe I'll tweet that out on the page later if you're interested. Sweet, yeah. Be sure to check that video out. But uh, we'll probably bring you impressions uh, in two weeks after we've had some time to play as a new character. If, you know, that she can tear us away from Overwatch, or from Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, we'll get back to it eventually. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, so uh, just one piece of Switch news here. Um, one week, about one week after the launch, Nintendo has confirmed that 1.5 million Switch consoles have released worldwide. Um, and then they've said about a third of that, 500,000, are confirmed to be in the U.S. And here's the crazy part. 93% supposedly have picked up The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Here's the crazier part. Who are the 7% who didn't <laughs> pick it up? Like, what are you playing if you got a Switch and didn't get Zelda? That, that's true. I, I mean... I, I guess there might be seven families who are so casual they don't care about Zelda they just got one two switch and like one, two clips switch or, and just dance just yeah just dance I don't know um, <laughs> or, or uh, that's, my, that's my a guess, crazy good attach rate though yeah my guess is the seven percent are the people who uh, like bought two switches to like sell or give to a friend or like that's something true. like you, that you bought it you you ended up with two switches right yeah I, I did a second pre order in case you know one of my pre orders didn't go through I was lucky lucky enough to place two and. Uh, we're, I'm going to be uh, giving it off to a, a family member who really wants one. So, um, yeah. So uh, that's my guess with the seven percent. But no, that, regardless, that that's, that's amazing. Ninety-three percent. It makes sense with how good of a game it is. Seriously. So you know, just doing a quick number crunch. That's like what one point two or three million copies of Zelda sold on the Switch just alone. Just on the Switch, and then all the Wii U copies. Yeah, and I'd imagine Zelda would, will keep selling as Switch keeps selling. Yeah, and I'd imagine it'd sell at least four or four million or so on the Wii U by that by that point. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but it's pretty impressive. It's a great game. Pick it up uh, for Wii U or Switch. It's the same version, just longer load times on the Wii U version. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's yeah, a good sign. Obviously, you know, it's too early to tell how much of Switch will be a success, but so far it's a, it's a good start for Nintendo systems. So. so they said originally they were hoping to sell, they would sell 2 million by the end of March. Mm-hmm. So we're in the middle of March now, so they yep. have half a million still to sell for theoretically the <laughs> for the rest of the world to fight over. Yeah. It, it's like like Wonka bars. Like everyone's just going to go crazy and just want, wanting them, but there's not going to be not gonna be enough and stores are gonna get tired no we don't have any Wonka we don't have any Switches I was I was on Twitter today and I saw someone tweeted out Walmart has the Neon Switch in stock and this was like I think it was about 13 minutes or something after this guy tweeted out and I went and it was already out of stock Uh, completely gone so it was gone within a couple minutes yeah I looked at the the replies and someone was like I clicked on this like three minutes after it got tweeted out and they're already gone so Yep, Good so, luck if you're looking, if you're out there looking for one. Yeah, hopefully, um, just just you know, be patient. Yep. I, I wouldn't give in the scalpers or anything. No, you'll, you'll find no. one if if you're diligent enough and you you call around and just find out when your local stores get their shipments in. Yep. Um, so moving on, uh, next piece of news is PlayStation Now officially has a competitor. It was announced uh, about two weeks ago. We haven't talked about it. Um, Microsoft has announced they're doing a new streaming service, they're calling it almost like a Netflix for video games, um, called Xbox Game Pass. And um, as you know, PlayStation has had the PS Now service for a few years, and they allow you to stream over four or 500 PS3 games. And I think they might have added a few PS2 games I in think there as well. Yeah, but, uh, I'm, 
But there's not PS1 games on there, I know for there's sure. There's not, yeah. People are upset about that. There, there's a few PS2 games, but I'd, I'd say at least 90, 95% of the catalog is PS3 games. There's no PS4 games on there until today. Uh, they have announced, Sony, that there's going to be PS4 games that will start coming to the PlayStation Now streaming service. Now, just to compare the two real quickly here, Xbox Game Pass, biggest differentiating factor, I guess you could say, is that they will have Xbox One and 360 games like from the get-go, and you will actually be downloading the full games to your console, so you're not streaming it, so you yep. know, if, if you don't have good internet or whatever, you know, it's not going to you know, get fuzzy or lose your connection. You're just going to download the full game and play it whenever you want after that, even if you, you know, you're not online and stuff. So um, me per- personally, I tried out a demo of the PlayStation Now. I think that's great. Um, even though I had really good internet, like still it would get kind of pixely and I would lose connection every once in a while with PlayStation Now. Like it was still playable, but it was it just kind of you know took you out of the experience a little bit, especially with big single player games. And so I think that's awesome. You can just you know download, hey, you know download whatever games you want, play them, and delete them when you're done with them. Um, I think that's cool. What about you? I think it's awesome. Uh, they got some third party developers on board as well. Yeah. I think they got a couple of sports games. You were saying right? Yeah, two uh, K, new NBA two Ks on there. They said Halo Five is going to be on the service like pretty much permanently. Yeah. Um, they said, you know, there will rotate some titles, but for the most part, they were, most of their Microsoft games will stay I listened there. to uh, another uh, podcast, actually, and uh, they were talking about how uh, Microsoft is hoping to debut some games. Like, they were talking about maybe um, uh, some, like, episodic games or something like that. Oh, debuting okay. here on the service where you could only play it on Xbox Game Pass for, like, a month or two before it became available, like, on the store or anywhere yeah. else. So that would be interesting. Um, I feel like that could be really cool, but it's also a bit of a double-edged sword. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> people would get... There would be certain people who would get really, really upset about that. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it would be, like, smaller, like, indie games and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Um, like a game that probably wouldn't cost more than $10, $15 in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it would be cool. You know, you get access to a brand new game that hasn't come out, then, you know, play some other games, too. Yeah. But then again, you know, it makes but me it's... think of PlayStation Plus and how we oh, get... Yeah free games on there and access to those and a lot of times they're not really worth playing so <laughs> so I don't know it could just be PR, yeah. PR speak but yeah, yeah, some totally. big cool games totally. it could be awesome um, but as of now they said Xbox Game Pass will be 10 bucks a month which is there's no just 10 reasonable. bucks a month you can you can just cancel it whenever is that right yep like, cancel whenever that's the only way to, to pay as of now um, and it's, it's not out yet it's coming out in a few months so I think it's in beta right now or something yeah. um, but uh, PlayStation Now is $20 a month which I think is ridiculous to pay twenty dollars a month to play games that have been out for seriously to play almost old, ten years like, with PS3, PS3 games. games. Like usually, you could just go to GameStop and like if you have a PS3, pick up whatever you want to plot play yeah. for like five, ten bucks or you know whatever and play that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I do want to note that you can uh, get a year subscription for a hundred dollars for the PlayStation Now, um, and you can get some savings that way, but. Um, you know, spending $100 for a gaming streaming service I don't think is something <laughs> most people that the gaming community is ready to do yet. So, um, yeah, I, I really like the, the $10 a month. I think that's really cool. You can, you know, just get it for a month. Check it out again at the later of the year if they add some new games that you like. Um, but, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm glad that there's a competitor for PlayStation now. Hopefully it makes Sony, you know, offer some some greater variety to their games. And, you know, they said they're putting PlayStation 4 games out, which is great. So, yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know if uh, anything develops more on that front, but uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, are these 
are video games just slowly going to go the way of streaming and getting passes and you know a Netflix route of subscriptions and I think you know, even Nintendo very very slowly it'll it'll start to, to be yeah. like, not anytime soon it, it's not going to go soon. all streaming anytime soon like in the next five years or anything like not that. until we get Google Fiber in every city yes exactly <laughs> uh, but yeah so we'll, we'll see how that goes and obviously you know Nintendo officially you know launches their full online service with their old games uh, with online play service. You know, I'm sure that will be compared to those as well. But, uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see uh, how everything shakes out. So, yeah. uh, last bit of news. Uh, we mentioned that uh, the, a new Lord of the Rings game, a uh, sequel to Shadow Over Mordor, Shadow of War was announced, and uh, Nathan and I uh, watched a little bit of the gameplay trailer before the we show did. here. And uh, what, what was your uh, general thoughts on, on the sequel? Um, the game looks cool. It looks like they're really fleshing out the... Uh, nemesis system from the first game the first game kind of had this new system that uh other games actually haven't really picked up on yet but basically there are different captains and stuff like that that were a little bit stronger than regular enemies that you would encounter in the game and then um they would fight kind of like other captains and stuff like that and either get stronger um or maybe die and get replaced by somebody else but uh every time you'd fight them um if they killed you like uh they would um remember that they'd be they would remember that they beat you and they would get stronger or like maybe you almost killed them and they like ran away and then they got stronger and stuff like that so it was, it was a really neat idea and they're fleshing that out in the sequel it looks like to include like different um kind of huge strongholds and stuff like that yeah like um, giant fortresses yeah giant fortresses and you can like have like many captains. helms deeps like all over exactly the world. <laughs> and you can have like captains on your team that um are similar uh the same as the nemesis um that will be in those and so um, it looks like the game will kind of let that play out where your captains and the other captains will kind of fight each other and some of them will beat each other and get stronger and the other ones will kind of die and be replaced and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it looks like they're taking it to a whole new level. Um, yeah. and, I mean, the captains are the coolest part of like the first game. Like, yeah, that was the best part. You just stumble sure. upon these captains and they look super unique and scary and they have these different like powers that are all really you know unique and different. So um, that was just really cool seeing all those. And so now that there's even more variety and the captains in there's more it's not just like orc or Uruk guy anymore like there's lots of new races and you can uh like you know get trolls under your command like all these other different guys who you know have different powers and taking over fortresses and so yeah and the gameplay reveal looked like it was like you were like leading an army versus another army like these huge full-scale battles just playing out against each other which very rarely happens in video games just because of the technical yeah you know the power you have like to be able to pull that off. On yeah, screen, so. exactly. Um, which is awesome. So that would be really neat. Yeah, and so it's it's really more. The first one is really just about kind of almost sneaking around into enemy bases and taking out a few guys at a time and adding guys to your army. But this looks like you're literally like leading an army for most of the game, and you're you know charging forward with your army and your generals and taking over big bases and having cool boss fights. And it looks like there's like you know some dragon type enemies and. Lots of bigger, different kind of creatures. The original cinematic trailer showed you fighting the Balrog, which I really hope that would be amazing. I'm sure, uh, yeah, that would be awesome. That'd be yeah, that'd be so cool. So, um, although I'd probably get frustrated and never beat him. (laughs) Imagine if you get the Balrog under your control. That would be amazing. Um, So yeah, looks pretty cool. You know, looks pretty standard sequel. They're proving on everything that you know everyone liked about the first game. So that. That'll be a good game to look out for. It's coming and, out in uh, August. Yeah, that's crazy that it got announced. It's what the like the middle of March now, so middle it got announced March, yeah. like the end of February, and is supposed to be coming kind out of, the end kind of August, of, kind of before fall. So it's like summer. six months or something like that. That's a great spot for that game too to come out before kind of all the yes. really big heavy hitters. In I agree. Fall. There's not so. really a lot of August games usually. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, so, so that'll be cool. Look forward to that one. And uh, yeah, that about wraps up our news section for today. Uh, let us know if there was any any big uh, gaming news that uh, came out in the last week or two that you'd uh, like us to talk about. But um, yeah, moving on to the second segment. Uh, Nathan, you want to take it from here? <clears throat> sure. So I think it was about a month, month and a half ago now, um, but Ubisoft had their annual earnings call, kind of conference and call and stuff like that. And one of the biggest kind of news stories that came out of that was the fact that they were talking about how they're making less games now, which is kind of obvious because less and less games are being made. They're bigger and bigger. Because they're not getting Assassin's Creed like every year anymore. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but um, they're making less games and focusing more of their development development resources on games as platforms for so games like the division and kind of constantly updating that with updates to make it better and not broken and with new dlc um updating they just had a the ghost recon recon oh, yeah. uh, wildlands just launched that so just came out. doing a lot of support for that and stuff like that and um what's the other shooter one tom clancy one siege uh rainbow six rainbow siege. six siege yeah um that game is still doing really well for, like there's still a lot of people playing yeah, did, and stuff like that did they say like announce that there's the user base has actually grown since yeah, the, the game has come yeah, out yeah they like announced the active, that the amount use, of active amount of players is significantly higher like in the last you know couple months than it was when the game launched which usually you know you get the most amount of people playing right when it launches and stuff like that and then it kind of drops off from there so yeah. So they announced that they're spending more of their development resources basically supporting those games that have already been out and making new content for them and stuff instead of pouring it into new games, whether it be smaller games or games like Assassin's Creed or yeah. Far Cry or you know whatever else Ubisoft makes. Um, and so kind of what I want to talk about is we're, seeing, we're obviously seeing this more and more with games these days, you know, games kind of evolving as platforms because they're so big and they cost so much money to make that, you know, it doesn't really it doesn't really justify the cost of them just to sell the one sixty dollar game that's why we have all this dlc and like extra like whether it be loot boxes and stuff like that that you can pay mm -hmm. for and stuff like that kind of to to get the money out of the game and it's so much easier for them to make money on something they've already made and so kind of what do you think about that um another thought i thought was just playing zelda that game is huge and that game took what like six years to make yeah. and stuff like that that game was supposed to come out originally in 2015 <laughs> And so, and Nintendo's doing DLC for a Zelda game for the first time ever. Season Pass. Oh, Season DLC. Yeah, not just DLC, Season Pass. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, and so, all of that kind of made me think, like, you know, what do you think about that? How, like, but to start off, like, do you play any games as platforms, Jeff? Yeah. Um, and what do, you, what do you enjoy about that? What do you maybe not enjoy about yeah, that? Yeah, I, I, I do play a few games as platforms. I, I didn't really at all like growing up being mostly you know a Nintendo guy and stuff like that but uh, I think the first time I really started buying I bought a few DLC packs for was the Halo games for 360 I bought a few map packs just because you know I played the multiplayer so much and most of my friends had it and I wanted to you know be in the same matchmaking with them and stuff um, but I was never, never huge into it until um, Destiny came out and then <clears throat> as, as a lot of people know I've been playing Destiny since day one and you know, I've, I've put plenty of time in, into the Destiny series, and they've done, what, three, four main expansions since the original one came out. And uh, that that is a game that I've continued to play. It was the first game. Like, I bought a PS... I got a PS4 for Destiny, and that's a game that I've still continued to play. Um, at this point in time, Destiny has finally kind of run its course. I haven't... <laughs> like, I think I finally deleted it for the first time oh, off of PS4. Yeah, like, I... 
I you know, played it. They so recently long. announced that they're bringing back all the old raids. I know. I'm I have to read that. I don't want to jump back in because I never played a uh, Crota's End or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to have to make you re-download that yes. so you can jump back in. Yeah. But. but I haven't really played it uh, in 2017. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, that was a game that I did get two years out of, which you think of a shooting a shooter game in today's, you know, very busy, the amount of shooter games that come out, like, that's not very common, I guess. Um, and then, obviously, Overwatch. You know, we, got, yes. we both got that last year, and we've, you know, played it pretty much... A little on and off, but pretty pretty regularly ever since that has released. And, you know, whenever there's a big event going on, we Seasonal always jump event, in. And, yeah. you know, it's awesome because, you know, ever my friend list all jumps in there and keeps on playing. Um, but those are the, the two main games. Uh, a friend did get The Division for me. I only got a few hours in, so I haven't really, you know, given it a full shot yet, I guess. But that one didn't really grab me. It wasn't didn't seem very rewarding yeah. or very, very yeah. interesting. But, but yeah, it, I, I really like it because it... You can definitely form a tight community that will stick with the game. And so, like, I always know there's going to be, like, at least two guys on my friend list who are going to be playing Destiny that if I ever want to go in, you know, and play some Crucible or something, shout out to Tom and, and Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Never uh, stop playing. <laughs> yeah, two, two of my guys on my PSN. Like, they're over, like, a 1,000 hours on Destiny or something, and, you know, I if I ever want to play, I know I can jump in there and just hang out and have a good sure, time. Sure, and you've made a lot of friends through playing just yeah. playing Destiny. Yeah, most of like my friend too. list is, is built through Destiny. Yeah, like I, that's I've awesome. Met you know forty, at least forty different people just playing Destiny and adding them to my friend list, and so that's really cool. And you know, almost the same with Overwatch now. Like I have a, you know, we have a lot of mutual friends like Adam and Chad and yes, stuff yeah. who, who play Overwatch, we'll play. and you know, it's just easy, really easy to party up and play those and. It's cool to have that same game community stick with that game. Unlike, you know, I remember back on the 360 days when I played Halo, all my Halo friends would leave, you know, when the new Halo game would come out or the new Call of Duty would come out. No one would play, you know, Halo 3 anymore. And so, sure, sure. So it's kind of cool that you're you're keeping your, your friend list and your community intact, um, which is awesome. Um, what I don't like is a lot of games do require you to buy DLC updates, which can That's be true. pretty spendy. I think of Smash Bros, which isn't really, you know, quite the same. Um, but I went, I bought all those DLC characters, and looking back, like just like the six or seven DLC characters they put in is almost the price of like the base game. Yeah, uh, which is kind of crazy when you think about it that way. <laughs> um, but th- that's kind of the price you have to pay if you want to keep being involved and being a part of the community. Yeah. And you know, that's why I think a game like Overwatch is so popular. Is you don't just have pay to the one time pay game. DLC updates. Sure. It's not, hey, you want to play the new uh, you know, Christmas event? Uh, it's $10. You know, buy your, your items. So um, I think that is something that is a little, little hard to do, um, finding that balance between yeah. paid updates and free updates. And but. Destiny was kind of the first uh, big like console game, at least. Yeah. I know PC with um, MOBAs and stuff like that. This has been happening for a long time. But um, especially in terms of console, Destiny was kind of the first really, really big game to do that where... It launched as a service, and then kind of the division launched, what 2015? Didn't launch yeah, last year, so a couple years year. after, um, kind of doing a similar thing. And Overwatch is a little bit different with loot crates and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. um, they're also constantly balancing and adjusting and everything, updating yeah. that game. I mean, it, it's tough, you know, with Destiny. Like I've had friends who haven't bought new content, and it's almost like they're left behind. Like you, know, you like you can't really. That game is all about playing with your friends, and if you don't have the new content. Mm-hmm 
you can't really play the old content unless you just convince one of your buddies to be like, hey, come play this old content that isn't going to help you at all or yeah. make you progress <laughs> at all. And at least just with, come help me out. At least with Destiny, like almost with every big DLC update that they did, it would get a lot better. Like they would improve a oh, lot yeah, of sure. lot of things that you know people had gripes about. So you know, if you played Destiny when it was you know day one or the beta, like you play Destiny today, it's totally, totally different. different. Like there's a lot of changes that they've made since then and so um that is cool and i do know you know whenever there is a big new content update even if i haven't played you know a game like destiny in a while when i if i go in and i buy the dlc all my friends even if they did leave and you know play some other games they're going to jump back in for that new update sure which is awesome yeah i think it's kind of a a good balance you have to have um do you think that uh single player games kind of they're i mean they're they're kind of making a comeback actually but you think as games go on and we continue to have very multiplayer focused games and stuff like that do you think single player games will become even more rare than they already are or do you think that's hard to say or because we kind of had where multiplayer was really big and like single players games went away and they've kind of come back like we had um doom come out last year which had multiplayer but wasn't really good it was priced for the single player and um, we just had Zelda Same come like out Uncharted and stuff like that. 4, like, Uncharted 4. Horizon Zero Dawn just came out. But I remember there was that fad, you know, late in the 360 PS3 era, like, where every single single-player game had to have multiplayer. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, they put this multiplayer mode, like, you know, like, even, like, Bioshock and, like, all these, like, random games. Yeah. Just because, like, oh, everyone loves multiplayer. Um, and it kind of, like, almost made the single-player campaigns not as good because they were wasting, you know, development time on a crappy multiplayer mode. So that's kind of done away with for the most part um there's a few games that do it pretty smartly like you know uncharted 4 and stuff but um yeah i i I don't think it's really negatively affecting single player i think it's almost kind of the opposite because developers like ubisoft rather than focusing on saying hey we have to make you know our yearly uh version of ghost recon or rainbow six or you know whatever whatever game the division they can just focus on hey you know we're going to keep a keep a team working on updating and keeping that game community alive and with fresh content and then they can pull more of the resources to making games like for honor which was a brand new uh game which necessarily i mean you know it wasn't single player but it's allowing developers to make some new ips and go try other things rather than say hey you're a team of 100 people all you have to do is just make the same game over and over and over. Instead, sure. they yeah. can, you know, take a big part of that team after the game's launched, have a smaller team keep the game running. So Yeah, that's true. That's very true. That's what I think, at least. Like, yeah. I know, know that's how it is for Bungie right now. Like They have a very small team yeah, doing I, updates I, for... Yeah, because I've talked... Even to, for the recent, most recent expansion right now. Yeah, exactly. I've talk, talked a little bit to a, a guy who works for Bungie who I've come to know a little bit, and he, uh, he said, you know most of the thing he's working on like he's not working he didn't work on the new expansion because it was before the expansion came out i was talking to him he's like yeah you know everything i work on is coming next you know in the next next installment and so they had a team that was making the newest update but most of their resources are put into you know the next thing that is coming and with bungie obviously it's going to be another destiny game but it's a whole new game and then a smaller team can keep the game fresh and alive yeah, yeah that's true well what do you think about um games like back maybe when we were younger junior high maybe even elementary school and stuff like that we had so many kind of we had so many games coming out and they weren't necessarily all really good or really big and now we have kind of these really big triple a games 
huge kind of tentpole franchise and stuff like that take a really long time to make. And mm-hmm. then we have kind of like small games like indies and stuff Indie like games. that. Do you think indies have helped fill fill that a lot? Like fill fill the kind of like ground? like yeah, just kind of fill the middle ground. Like kind of how like that. Midway and like Acclaim and all those kind of people have kind of died. Yeah, like THQ, THQ and yeah. like Darksiders, all that stuff that was like, yeah, this is like a game that's like a seven. <laughs> and it's okay, but it's not great. Yeah. I'd spend like maybe thirty dollars. No, I I love like buying that. those type of games. Like Rampage Total Destruction. Yeah, like, <laughs> that, that was like a remake of the old Rampage games, and like it was a terrible game. But I had so much fun just messing around in, in games like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's true. Indie games are are a lot lot bigger. Obviously, you know they're able to be distributed more. The development cycles. I'm not gonna say easy because you know. I no, know but it's shorter. Not, I know it's not easy to make a video game, but you know it's. I guess a little bit easier to develop and collaborate and publish your own game than it was, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and just with people being more aware of indie games, thanks to how big Steam is and how, you know, Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo really like promoting, you know, pretty much indie games in their press conferences and stuff. Now yeah. Too. Like even like, like never happened before. Stuff. I remember when indie games first launched on Microsoft 360 and like they were like a dollar, like, they were only one or two dollars. Like that's how lowly valued wow. they were. Yeah. And like they didn't, you didn't get achievements on them. Like you had to like sort through seventeen pages on like the the Xbox store to actually find the indie games and stuff like that. <laughs> but now like they're like front page a lot of the yeah. times on like you log into the Switch right now and Shovel Knight's like the second game you see on there and it's you know a big advertisement and you get videos in your feed about it and there's so. they're getting bigger too kind of like for example like ukulele is technically technically an indie game um and that game looks like it could be kind of like a middle game where yeah, totally. it's priced at 40 dollars um it's a 3d world that you can explore and stuff like that and so and things like kickstarter are definitely helpful for yes games like ukulele like kickstarter like funded a new toe jam and earl game and i'm like that's amazing like, <laughs> i didn't fund that game but i'll probably pick it up when it comes out it looks just like the same thing like the genesis one and so they, you can they can bring back a lot of like nostalgic franchises or spiritual sequels to games too, and you know hopefully they don't turn out like Mighty Number no. Nine, but you know ukulele looks pretty good, and so it there's more opportunity to get more games like that out, which is which is cool. I, I appreciate those. Okay, so last question on this subject. Oh wait. Oh, do you have something else? Shovel Knight, by the way. I know I sing the praises a lot on the show here, but that is a game they've been using as a platform, Yacht Club Games. Sure. It originally came out as just Shovel Knight, and then the Kickstarter like stretch goals hit so many goals where they pro- they promised, hey, we're gonna put free updates out with new DLC campaigns. Everyone figured, okay, you know, you just be able to play as a new character, but it's the same, not really anything yeah. different. Um, but there was completely new stories, like new characters, like the Spectre Knight campaign. I haven't played it yet. Um, That's like a whole new campaign, but it, with new it, levels. It and is stuff, brand right? new levels, like brand new like moves, like there's like a dark magic meter and stuff like it's totally different spectre knight or the plague knight had pretty much the same levels but the way you controlled it in the story was completely different um and so you're getting four campaigns in this one game that's constantly being updated if you bought shovel knight before the switch came out you're getting all these campaigns and updates for free which is cool so single player games can do it you know that's you know example at the indie level yeah but um it, it is awesome that you do see even some single-player games like that get updates, um, which, which is really, really cool to see. So. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, obviously, they have done well with Shovel Knight, but I still like can't believe they're doing all of those, what, four campaigns? And yeah. You don't have to pay for any of them they if you totally, bought the game originally. They and, could 
totally stuff n- like nickel that. and dime. Yeah, Seriously, like those campaigns are worth at least ten dollars, you know, a piece, ten fifteen bucks a piece. Yeah. So if you had any game that you wanted to, any game you wanted to see kind of go more in a platform way, where you're like, oh, I wish I could play more of this and stuff like that. Ooh. What would that be? Oh, that's a good question. I haven't I haven't thought about that. Okay, I'll, I'll throw another one at you then. Okay. If you had any game that's a platform that you wish was more of kind of like a one-off, <laughs> switch it around on you. Okay. What what would you what would you want to do with that? Um, I would love it if a game like The Division was more of a one-off. I'll just that that one's on my mind um, because. Like, I didn't launch, start in that game day one. Like, I got it, you know, this Christmas when people had already been playing it for over a year. And, uh, or about a year, I think. And uh, I felt so lost because all my friends were way higher, so I couldn't really play any missions with them. Like, I didn't mention with my friend. It yeah. was, like, level 40 or something. And he, like, went through it and, like, beat everyone. So I got, like, a ton of experience. But literally, I just walked behind him and did nothing and just farmed experience. Yeah, you to, didn't like, really... Grind. Play yeah, and I had to pretty much like play it by myself to, to really catch up, and so I almost wish it was just like a single-player co-op game, like the level didn't really matter, like the weapons and stuff were just kind of, you know, whatever you got them when you did and stuff, because with games like that, like with so many games as platforms, like I can't play. You can't, you can't I don't keep up-to-date on yeah. all of those different games. I can't sure. keep up-to-date. I don't have enough time to play Destiny, Overwatch, and Division and like stay active enough to be at a current level and all those games. Yeah, totally. totally. Um, that's but, that's definitely a turn off of is sometimes you feel like you're like, oh, I maybe want to check this game out, but yeah. I don't want to be behind everyone else and have to kind of grind for, you know, 30 hours before I can actually start having fun with yeah, this game. Yeah, and, and the, so many of those games can get really grindy. Like, that's one of the beauty things of Overwatch. Like, you have everything unlocked day one. Like, all you're unlocking is just cosmetic stuff. It's not yeah. any gameplay. You're not like, oh, once you level 100, you get a better weapon or you get more damage boost. Like, so many games, you know, like Battlefront, Call of Duty, Destiny, Division, like, do that. Like, the more you play, the more you get rewarded and you can just destroy, you know, new players in the game. So, um, again, you know, that's why Overwatch is so popular, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Getting there, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it would be cool to to see more uh, racing games as a as a game platform. Um, I'm not going to say fighting games because uh, Street, <laughs> Street Fighter Five Street Fighter Five just is a colossal fail to me. Just the way they're they're making that a platform, I think it's ridiculous. I I would much rather them go the route that they used to go with Street Fighter, and like a year or two later, they have Ultra Super Street Fighter Five, and then it has all the DLC and you know, all these new updates, rather than kind of have everything in there but you're pretty much forced to pay five dollars for every tiny little new piece of content you want um but yeah racing games would be cool like mario kart you know we've talked about they did those awesome dlc packs and they even did a free update to add 200 cc which was cool i know you love 200 cc because it was like f-zero right <laughs> too fast too fast <laughs> Go fly fly it off the edge you actually had to use the brake button for once yep, in mario for once. <laughs> uh, but i would i would love to see uh, some some more racing games that are more of a platform and just kind of slowly evolving and adding new courses and cars and characters like almost kind of like overwatch i think yeah that would be that would be be great and just you know fit for that that would work great with loot boxes too like getting loot boxes to just unlock new paint skins and you know antenna toppers and stuff yeah 
Um, I know I know Rocket League has done a pretty good job with that. They've added lots of new free updates and yep. all the DLC is is cosmetic. All the DLC stuff. is just cosmetic stuff, right? You don't yeah don't miss out on any content. But I'm not gonna call Rocket League a racing game because it's totally not a sports no, game. No. <laughs> but you know, just I'd love to see a pure uh, like fun kind of arcadey racing game. You know, in the veins of something like Mario Kart, um, be a full platform game, which. They're getting close. Like, Mario Kart 8 obviously had the DLC, and then now with the deluxe version, like, we're kind of still playing, going to be playing the same Mario Kart yeah. for a while, and who knows, maybe they'll update that one. But. The uh, the dream, I think, would be uh, that people have been talking about for a long time is um, sports games like Madden and NBA and stuff like that, just being yearly updates kind of oh, yeah. instead of having to buy a full new sports game every game, year. Sports games are like the one genre that have refused to Well, like, it's because they sell be like 7, 8 million copies yeah, every no, year. And so the true. developer's like, why would we, you know, charge just like 20 <laughs> or 30 bucks a year when we can be making more money each year? And so that's true. makes sense why they're doing it, but I would love for that to happen where, you know, I just maybe buy a new game like once every three, four years or something like that and then just pay $20 a year just or whatever get to get NBA, a new... Rosters, yeah, and, every, and if they want to add in like a couple new moves or I don't, I don't know, whatever they do, but just yeah, update it with with new players and just like a few new features and yeah, exactly. constantly fixing bugs and updates with you know maybe some type of single player or missions or an arcade yeah. mode or stuff like that. Yeah, that would be awesome. That, that would be cool, but you know, with how how much FIFA sells, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's ever gonna happen. No, all, I don't think so. All these FIFA loyalists will buy the FIFA like. No matter what it is, like it's it's insane how, no, how well some stores. Uh, I know Best Buy this last year for Madden at least they were offering. I think if you traded in your old copy of Madden from last year, you could get the game new for I think it was like thirty bucks or something like that. Okay, so so there's like half like a, price. So kind of like a buyer but that was that was like a retail thing. But yeah. it was kind of a nice incentive if you want to do something like that. Yeah, it would, it would it would be cool if they did that. I know, you know, there's those people out there. My my brother Scott growing up, he bought Madden every single year like he had like a Madden collection like <laughs> yeah. I think he had every Madden from like Madden 64 Madden 2000 up to like 2010 or something wow like 10 well, straight years 10 of Madden straight years of Madden and you know like when you're jumping from N64 to GameCube like sure that's a, that's a big jump it yeah. makes sense yeah. you know to buy a new one but uh you know to buy Madden 06 and 07 like is, is a whole other thing in itself yes uh, yes. St- Steven in the comments mentioned that Cell Damage HD is a good one I haven't heard of that have you heard of that game uh no I don't think so what so is that I don't know let us let us know in the comments Stephen if you're uh still there maybe, maybe it's a uh, good good platform game I don't want to check that one out but uh yeah um do you think what games as a platform have have not made have not been good in your opinion like um like you're just like why would they make that game a platform gosh. is there any that that you've thought of uh I thought Street Fighter Five was 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 a weird choice <laughs> yes yeah I think so the top of my head I can't I feel like there haven't been well I guess the division but there haven't been a ton of like uh, franchises like old franchises that have really kind yeah. of turned into it's more newer stuff it's like more Overwatch. newer stuff which I think is good because if, if old game franchises kind of started doing that where they were turning into I think people would be more likely to get upset and be like this isn't what I want I want to go back to whatever this mm-hmm. game was beforehand and stuff like that so I guess there's nothing that jumps yeah. I, out of me at the top of my head, off the top and, of my head. You know, now I think about it, I think over the next few years, with how successful Overwatch has been, um, they could totally, I think more games will start kind of adopting an Overwatch-style 
like platform and like slowly update and just you know make up free updates and just have loot boxes or something. I think we might see that happen more in the next few years. Like, yeah, it'll be interesting to see the reaction to Blizzard and what they've done. Yeah, because developers are finally starting to kind of figure out how to do it on consoles. It's like you said, it's been on PCs before. Yeah, now it's hitting consoles, so it'll be inter- interesting to see you know how that kind of evolves and you know we didn't really mention mobile games. The mobile games have been doing this for a really long time. Like mobile games up- update and change things and you know, keep those games alive for a yeah. long time. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so it looks like Steven said, Cell Damage HD is a silly twisted metal type racer. That so sounds you awesome. you blow stuff up? You blow stuff up and you run around and it's silly? That sounds right in my alley. That would be great. So I'm, I'm going to have to check that one out. Uh, thanks for the recommendation, Steven. But <laughs> yeah, so um, I think that about wraps up our, our uh, uh, conversation there on games as platforms. So let us know, uh, is there a favorite favorite game uh, platform that you like playing on you know Overwatch is probably the most popular pick out there but uh, let us know what your thoughts are uh, you can find us on Twitter at HeyListen underscore games love to hear your thoughts there um, so to close out the show Nathan and I uh, you know we just thought since it's just the two of us and we've been doing nothing but eat sleeping and uh, playing Zelda in the last uh, couple weeks that uh, you know what what is your favorite thing about Zelda Nathan I know you haven't been able to talk on the show at all about it Oh gosh! He just does a big, big dreamy <laughs> oh, <man>. sigh. <laughs> Where do I start? So, <laughs> Breath of the Wild. I mean, I've I've been excited about this game for four years, and finally able to jump in and start playing it. I think the biggest thing that has just impressed me is the fact that Nintendo is like, you know what? Just go do what you want. Be free. Be open. Like <laughs> be free. Yeah, like you can. Go anywhere, do anything you want. Um, like, it's living up to that statement they said yes, you could do that. it totally is. It wasn't PR speak. Awesome. And the other thing that really, really kind of surprised me is um, there's a bunch of kind of quests you'll get where you're trying to find something, like a shrine or something like that, mm-hmm. or you're doing a quest to a side quest or whatever it is, and you'll talk to someone and the character is like, I have this clue and this clue to give you. This is kind of where you need to go. You'd be like, okay, and you go and select that that quest on your map, and you're like, hmm, I wonder where I need to go. And it like it doesn't show you the location where you're supposed to go next. You just yeah. kind of have to like read the text and be like, hmm, I wonder where this is. Oh, I think I remember seeing this mountain over here. Let me, that could be it. Let me walk over there and like see if I can find it. Let me just climb this mountain until I find something that looks interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I did that uh, like maybe the third or fourth day I was playing it. I was looking for this one um, picture that I needed to find for something. And I was looking all around, and I like, I talked to somebody, and I misunderstood what it said, and I was like, it's over here. And I spent like three hours just wandering around <laughs> trying to find this place. And it wasn't like time wasted. Like I found some cool stuff to do, mm-hmm. and treasure, and um, it was kind of an advanced level area that I don't think I was supposed to be in yet, or like, I mean, not technically because my my weapons were kind of low, but I kind of got it out and got some really good equipment and stuff like that. And I looked, I'm like, okay, this is actually completely the wrong place from where I was looking for and stuff like that. And even though, like, you got sidetracked, yeah. you probably felt really rewarded. No, I right? felt super rewarded. It was awesome. I was like, okay, well, cool. I kind of have explored this part of the map. I'm going to go back and try and um, find what I was looking for and was able to find yeah. it. But it's just, it's so un-Nintendo-like. Like, <laughs> it's so un-Nintendo. It's weird. Like, it's made, it's made by Nintendo, and it feels like a Zelda game for the most part, but... But it's There's, totally different than Skyward Sword yeah, and totally the other. Totally different lin- than Skyward Sword or like even like game. any like think about Mario games or something like that. It's not a Mario game, obviously, but 
They're like, oh, you died in this level three times, which I get on every level because I suck at Mario. <laughs> like, do you want this invincibility cap, or do you want us to just finish oh, this yeah, level for true. you so you can move on to the next one and stuff like that? There's nothing like that in Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, you know, you die. I mean, it, it is nice, I guess, because the game saves, like, every five, ten minutes or something like that. Yeah, there are And saves. so, like, you know, if you die, it's not like you're going back. Like, uh, for example, like in Skyrim, sometimes if you forget to save your progress and you haven't been into a cave or something in a long time, you, like, die and you're like, oh, crap, I lost, like, an hour of progress. Really? Of what I've done. Oh, yeah. Man, I didn't know that. Yeah, so you kind of have to constantly be saving in that game. But there's nothing like that in Zelda. So if you do die, it doesn't feel, like, super cheap or anything like that, which yeah. is nice. You always, always get to But, kind of yeah, no, they're not afraid to let you get lost and kind of just be like, just go see what you can find and and, it's they, and they're not afraid of like making the game like parts of the game hard and making it so you can die a lot like yeah. that's one of the things I noticed like Zelda games have never really been challenging me I'm, I'm not gonna claim to be like a Zelda expert or anything like Twilight Princess was my first Zelda game and you know I beat the final boss fight in that game without dying once like it wasn't really hard it was pretty easy to figure out like but like this game, like you'll come on, stumble upon like a little mini boss fight, like in the middle of nowhere, and the first couple of times you're gonna get completely slammed and like wasted, and like that's good, like that's part of the learning curve, and it makes makes you want to go back or like maybe come back to that area later, and when you know when you have better items. Yeah, exactly. I I found the shrine that I like wasn't really high enough level to beat yet and stuff like that, and so I was like, well, I'm just gonna mark this on my map, and I'll come back later, and it'll be it'll be great, and. You can do what you want. Yeah, you can do anything you want. It's I, I just haven't had a game capture me like this. Like I haven't turned on my PS4. Well, I turned on my PS4 to watch Netflix because the Switch doesn't have Netflix <laughs> for some reason. But that's the only reason. And I go on my friends list. I'm like, why are you guys even playing this? Like you're missing out. Missing out on Zelda, man. Like, uh, um, yeah, I know. Like Horizon Zero Dawn just came out a couple weeks ago, and I remember. Yeah. That was, like, my most hyped PS4 game since it's been announced, like, besides Uncharted 4, that was mm-hmm. the only other game where I was like, this game looks awesome, I'm so excited to play it, and I'm yeah. like... Have you desire now? Yeah, and now I'm like, you know, I'm probably gonna play it, I want, still want to play it after Zelda, but I'm like, am I even gonna have fun with it after Zelda? Like, is it gonna feel weird, because I can't climb anywhere and do anything and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and... Just being able to climb... Is it gonna ruin other open-world games for me? Because I've never played an open-world game that is as fun to run around in and stuff like that, like... Mm-hmm. I'm really interested to kind of finish a little bit more and read some comparisons of what people think of games compared to, like, Skyrim and The Witcher and yeah. 3 and stuff like that, where people really highly praise those games. And um, I didn't really like Witcher 3. It was a little bit too dark for me, but um, I enjoyed Skyrim and stuff like that. But Zelda, the physics engine completely changes, you know, what you can do in that game, and it makes it really fresh. And they just did a great job of hiding secrets and giving you a reason to go explore, like, this little hill over here or yeah. see what's over there and stuff like that yeah, just like you said when you get off track and maybe where you were going because you're like oh i want to go check out this mountain or oh it looks like there's something over here like it's never like oh like i just wasted all this time i'm supposed to be going over here like you know it's, it's, it wasn't worth it it's you're always being rewarded really really well for exploring it's not just oh i did all this stuff and all this work and all i got you know was some random audio log that doesn't really matter and I don't care about like it's it's really really cool stuff that yeah like that the collectibles finding. you're collecting actually like aid you in your whatever you're doing and stuff like that it's not just like like you said like audio logs or pages from Assassin's Creed yes, or exactly you know whatever it is so it it's amazing and like the thing I realized about it is last night I was I was playing it and 
I was texting you, Nathan, yeah. but then I was also getting texts from, like, two of my other friends, like, Steven and Derek, and they're just, like, all telling me, you know, like, oh, like, I went up this mountain and I found this, like, thing, and it was really cool, and I was so stoked, and then, you know, my other friends say, oh, I just went and did this, oh, and it was amazing, and then you're texting me of something you did that was really amazing, I'm just like, like, all three of these people are doing different things than me, like, in their, their own, you know, found their own ro- route, you know, found this amazing thing, it was really exciting, and it's completely different, like, it's incredible yeah. we can give each other tips of different things where to go it's not like you know a standard zelda or single player game where it's like oh have you gotten a world three yet? exactly oh, oh yeah i'm 20 hours and oh, i'm 20 hours and two we're on the same spot exactly like, the world is like, so big there's oh, so yeah, much to do i'm it's totally 75 percent. we're both 75 percent way through the world but i've seen things that you haven't seen and you've seen things that i haven't seen and yeah like stuff like that I've, I've been able to like message my friends and like no matter like i have friends who have played the game twice as much as me like way way more and I messaged them about, like, something that, you know, I kind of found. And they're like, wait, what? You found that? Like, where? And so, like, even if you, you know, barely even played, you're going to find and have a different experience than someone else. And it's a rewarding experience no matter how you play it. Which yeah. Is, yeah. Which is it's, good. It's awesome. I've been playing this game for a long time. Like, I don't, I, I don't usually really try and 100% games. Uh, <laughs> Zelda games, I'm a little bit more, like, I'll usually try and get, like, like Majora's Mask, I got all of the masks, and usually yeah. I'll try and find most of the quarter pieces and stuff like that. And it was fun, like getting the Skulltulas and stuff Good like that. Good luck doing it. This one is so much stuff. I heard there's over but, 300 Korok seeds. Yeah, it's insane. It's crazy. It's crazy. But this game, there's just so much stuff to do. I feel like I'll I'll never run out. And I'm sure, like you know, eventually I'll kind of get tired of running around and and exploring. I just assume I have to at some point. But I've put probably 20, 25 hours in or mm. something like that, and still is amazing for me so which is yeah. great because you know there's not a ton other to play on switch right now yeah that's true they, they got a heck of a launch game yes <laughs> they did keep, keep us keep us excited for a while seriously um but yeah it's 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 amazing there's all these little tiny things like it's you know I was, I was talking to you earlier um just about how big the world is you know they had monolith soft who made the xenoblade games help make the world and that's why i think why the world is so big you know they had a lot of people working on it yeah but it's not just a big world where you just run around and it's empty like there's so many different little things to do there's all that nintendo just kind of shining polish of great little details spread across the world just in conversations with characters and things to find like you know i can't praise praise that part of the game enough and you know it's i don't think it's too early to say it but like this has got to be like the best Zelda game like of all time at least in my opinion like this is the most engrossed and interested and just yeah I've just fallen it <laughs> like so so in love with this game it's so amazing and I just don't ever want to stop playing it and finding things and I feel like it's gonna reward me like it's it's I don't have to pace myself because I can just keep playing for over hundred exactly. hours exactly you don't and have I'm to not be gonna, like I'm not gonna be, be like oh man it. I'm getting close to the end of the game because I still have all these other things to do yeah exactly there's there's so much to see and so much to do in this game that. Um, it's it's just awesome. So, um, yeah, it, it's amazing. Yes, it's a fantastic game. It's pretty much, like I said, the only game I've played. I've played a little bit of Stimper Clips, I guess. But besides that, that's pretty much all I've played. I'm really glad we named our podcast, Hey Listen, after uh, after Zelda. Now, <laughs> now, Zelda might be my new favorite video game franchise <laughs> because of Breath of the Wild. Uh, but well, we'll have to wait until later this year when uh, Super Mario Odyssey releases. Uh, yeah. I'm sure that'll help you reclaim. That uh, is true. That is true. That, that Can you is imagine, though, like if that does end up coming out this year, like this game and that game looks awesome, <laughs> both of those coming out like within six, seven months of each other or whatever? Those are like two games you get once in a lifetime. 
probably. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. We're good within a you know half a year of each other. Yeah. So, yeah, um, Mario Odyssey is going to be amazing. Um, I'm sure I'll probably be talking nonstop about that when that comes out. But <laughs> yes. But thankfully, I have half a year to you know sink as much time as possible just into Zelda, which is which is good. So yeah, I'm I'm interested to see after kind of playing this game and stuff like that. Uh, I'm kind of interested. I haven't gotten the DLC or anything like that, but I'm kind of interested to see what that the season pass, what that's going to be like. Like, what is hard mode going to be like? Yeah, <laughs> like, the game is already hard. Yeah, exactly. Like, are they going to change anything around for that? Or I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I'm in interested to see what that turns out to be as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to buy content that I don't know what it is yet. So oh, I'll, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting either. for them to. You know, I Zelda's my favorite it, franchise, and I still was like. Don't really exactly understand what this is. I'm just gonna wait. Like yeah. So, um, and you know, it's great that I don't think this game will ever be accused of them not putting enough time into the main story and holding things back for DLC because yeah. you know it's spent five six years in development yeah. and uh, there's so many things to do. So, um, anyways, kind of, kind of wrapping up Zelda discussion. I had a quick question that I wanted to uh, ask uh, Nathan here and you guys, the audience, and. I am considering buying a few games on Steam for the kind of really the first time. I I had a Steam account when I first got my MacBook back in like 2010 or 11. Uh, but pretty much the only game I played or messed around on was Team Fortress 2, and I think that was I'm pretty sure that was the only game that I actually got on Steam, and that's a free game. So I, technically, I haven't really ever bought anything on Steam. And uh, there's two games I'm really interested in: in Undertale, which I'm not really a big RPG guy, but I've been listening to the soundtrack. We're going to play a little bit to close out the show today. looks like a cool game. Um, and then also Rivals of Aether. Um, and those are just two games that uh, look really interesting to me, but they're not necessarily going to hit consoles anytime soon. And I do have a Microsoft Surface Pro uh, 4 uh, for my work, which I could probably use to run these games. Like That's kind of my excuse. I haven't really had a good machine to run a lot of yeah. things. Yeah, my MacBook that's has my kind excuse. of died. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I don't like buying digital games. I don't like just the idea of buying a game on Steam and just having it on the cloud kind of on a device that I'm not going to really be using as a gaming device primarily. So, I don't know. What, what do you think? Should, should I do this or should I, should I wait? Here's the deal. Uh, first, does do the games that you're looking at buying, uh, do they support a controller? Because I know you don't want to play uh, mouse and keyboard. That's true. Like, maybe you do, but just knowing you and knowing the kind of person you are, I can't see you being a mouse and keyboard kind of player. I, I would not be mouse and keyboard, no. I... I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not enough of a Steam expert. I'd assume I have at least one type of controller I could connect to a Switch computer. I heard Switch Pro Controller can connect to a computer. Dude, if the Switch Pro Controller can connect, I, fine, I and heard play Steam games, I saw that I'm somewhere in. on the internet. I didn't really look into it, so I'd definitely look into that. So hopefully it's not like a hack. 100%. It's just an easy yeah, plug-and-play exactly. thing. Hopefully it's a plug-and-play thing. I'm yeah, not I mean, sure. I have 360 controllers, PS4, Wii, Switch, so I'm sure something I have could probably work and as some, a controller. And some, like, uh, I know, like, Stardew Valley mm -hmm. had, like, like really terrible controller support on Steam. Oh, like it? it didn't really work very well and stuff like that. Like gotcha. so well, I know I know Rivals works with the Smash uh, Wii U adapter. Okay. Uh, okay. So you, you can use game so, controllers. So like for that. confirm that those games that you want to get are gonna work with controllers and yeah. stuff like that and you'll be able to enjoy playing them. And then also know that once you buy one game on Steam Oh, no. It's not that hard to, you know, just be like, oh, there's a little sale. This game is only $3. <laughs> I'll just buy it. And then soon enough, you know, you're like our own Rob Douglas selling 300, <laughs> 300 games. And, you know, he's kind of tame in comparison to some people who own yeah, like no, that's true. 1,000 game plus on Steam and stuff like that. So Yeah, it's 
I feel like it is a slippery slope. Yes. Which is why if I feel like I do go for it, I'm going in real quick to get those two games that I already have in mind. I'm getting out. I'm not looking at the sales. I'm not looking at the humble bundles. So you're not going to be one of those people who's like, oh, man, it's getting close to July. Steam summer sale is coming. No, that, that is like, what I'm trying to avoid. I'm uh, saving up my money. I've got uh, $60 here to spend. It's just... Oh, I accidentally spent 80 and bought uh, 40 <laughs> games. Yeah, I my wife would kill me if I did that. Yeah. Uh, I That's what I'm wanting to avoid. So I don't know. Let me know on Twitter if you guys think I should get a Steam account and buy buy uh, these two games I'm looking forward to. Uh, or do you think I should just resist all temptation, avoid the slippery slope in, in the sake of my wallet? And I mean, all, in, def- in defense well. of Steam, like there are a lot of games on there and some good games that you're going to miss out that don't come to console because mm-hmm. it's so much harder. Yeah. And, you know, also they do have a lot of really good deals where games are cheaper to buy on Steam. Yeah, no, yeah, they, they do great discounts so. for sure. Um but at the same time, it's just entering a whole new world, and I have so many consoles and games to play already. Oh, yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. I, I don't want to add too much to, to, a, to a big backlog. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, cool. I think, think that about wraps up our show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you didn't know, you can find us on iTunes. Um, just search Hey Listen Gamescast on there, and we'd love for you to write us a review on there and uh, you know, give, give, us, give us some love on, on the old iTunes podcast uh, app there. So. Um, you can listen to us through there or right here on Spreaker.com. You can tune in live just like Stephen did, live at 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific time every single Tuesday. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at HeyListen underscore games. We're going to leave you with this song from the Undertale official soundtrack. This is Meglova from Undertale. Have a great week.
you're doing a bracket at your school. Well, yeah, I had like all my students do it, and yeah. I like basically like 